we like creative people and we like to work with clients that will give us that freedom and mm -hmm. just let us like run with it and have fun and and just really take i think when you when you come from that place you can really get to the root of the brand and just really solve a problem from there and not just from a process standpoint but just from like a personal standpoint i think it's it's really what what we like doing Welcome back to Step Into the Sandbox, a conversational journey through the creative mind. I'm your host, David Verjano, and today's guests are Gabby Arauz and Valentina Pardi, the creative design duo behind Freaks Design Co. Their work ranges from designing brand identities to other design projects for technology companies, restaurants, musicians, you name it. Uh, they also are ridiculously cool collectors of vintage pieces, including a 1972 pinball machine that now sits in their living room. We get into that as well as their background and how they got started in the industry. Before we begin, I want to give special thanks to Nick Jimenez for producing the podcast, as well as Michael Beltran and the team at Ariette for hosting us. Hope you enjoy it. Usually how we started off is with an icebreaker question, and we usually start with what you have for breakfast, but... I feel like there's more interesting questions we could ask. But last time I, I threw out this one that I've been thinking about a lot, that everyone has kind of like a routine, sadly, that you wake up and at some point you pick up your phone, whether it's the first thing you do or within, you know, the first few hours of the day you're picking up your phone and you're opening up one, two or three apps. Like what are the first three apps that you access whenever you touch your phone the first, you know, moment of the day? Oh my god! I mean, it's for, a great question. for me, it's Instagram. Like that's all Is I do really? all day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I've like gotten so tired of Instagram, I'll go to Twitter. But yeah, it's not the same for me. She's I never. Need, on I Twitter. need visuals. Yeah. I need visuals. So yeah. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. yeah. I think the it depends for me. Like if I see the notifications on my phone, I'll just be like, okay, like whatever's most important. But, like that's because like, I don't know. So whatever the notification on your phone. Yeah, is, it'll be either like iMessage or like. Instagram or Twitter, literally. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's been, yeah, usually Instagram. Then it might be, like, email. And then, like, last year, I was, like, into stocks, so I jumped into <laughs> I've been checking that a lot more than I, I should. into stocks yeah. last year. Just Wait, last year. No, just, no. Whatever. It's just che definitely checking it a lot more than before. Um, so I feel like that changes over time, too. Like, you, you know, yeah, it's right sure. now in this moment in time where happen to be checking Instagram and maybe 10 years from now we'll look back and be like, why were we doing that? Yeah, for sure. Or, or there's a new Absolutely. app that we're like, yeah, like accessing. Vine? What was that? Yeah. Vine, Vine. was amazing. Why Sorry. Because it got beat out by Instagram video. Um, it just, at that point. It's not as good. Yeah, it wasn't. It's just that <laughs> Instagram copied the, the feature and then enough creators were on it and they just said, all right, I'll either jumping ship or staying on Instagram. But TikTok so. though. Yeah. TikTok Are you a TikTok person? I'm not. I'm not as much of. I, I have uh, an account. I check it every once in a while, but I haven't been on it in a long time. I die and, laughing every time. Yeah. Just... I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. It's it's definitely. I think it's going to be replicated by other platforms too, but it, it owns its own like user base. I think that it has its own unique features. Yeah, because like, like Instagram started doing it too, but yeah. It, I don't look at that. Yeah. The real thing. And now the new thing is is Clubhouse. Obviously, and people have been like. Now I found out that Twitter has a Clubhouse-like feature. So it's like they're all just yeah. copying each other. Huh. You know, the like stories. A, a conference room kind of style thing and then stories. 
Yeah. Uh, Twitter has Reels, right? Is it Reels? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, or oh, that's, that's Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. I forgot what they call it. Everyone's huh. calling each other. Yeah. 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 It's like too much to keep up with. I'm not gonna post on everything. Like, what do you yeah. say we do? Even yeah. LinkedIn has stories now. Like, I don't know what stories on LinkedIn people are checking out. Oh, sure. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Because, really? like, at our jobs, do do? we, like, design things for LinkedIn. And it's like, what is that for? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think it's just people capitalizing on the fact that LinkedIn is late to the game. So they're going to, like, uh, give people a lot more organic reach because it's a new feature. They want them to use it. So they're going to show it to more people or, like, um... kind of emphasize it more the way that, like, Facebook has with whenever they launch a new feature. Um, that's crazy yeah <laughs> uh, sure yeah yeah it's it's wild what's happening on social but <laughs> kind of like jumping off the social media side another one that i like to ask and ask falco this his answer was a monkey but like what is your spirit animal oh my god <laughs> i've actually never thought about that's that. insane um dude it would be something funny like a, like a fish for me, it's a fish. Oh, for you, it's a dev- hers is a fish. Attention like span. Any, kind of, any specific kind of fish? Or just any fish? I don't know. Depending on the day you're doing I think fish. literally any fish. <laughs> yeah, any fish, Not it just forgets. Fish because those are too scary. <laughs> <laughs> those are cool, though. It's like float, you know? It's like you have your basic abilities of being like a fish, and then you also float. Isn't that, like, super cool? Like, you just, like... You blow like I just you know? think of the episode of SpongeBob. Do you know what I'm talking about? That like they find so. the blowfish and like yes. they turned it into a lamb. I was like <laughs> scarred by that. True, true, true. I think there's a lot of moments in in SpongeBob that you go back and you watch it and you, you might get scarred by like the, the subtle things that are hidden or like the yeah totally. Of, like, was, like SpongeBob is like gender neutral. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, cool. Yeah. Amazing. Trend setting. 100. <laughs> percent yeah, I don't know what it would be. So you don't know your favorite animal. Honestly, it's yeah. fine. It could be a sponge too. It could be. It doesn't have to be an animal. <laughs> oh, a, a sponge. sponge. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. <laughs> and then another one more before we move on is knowing that you guys are collectors and that you seek out a lot of really cool vintage items that we'll get into and talk about. Like, what is the one item that you've each have purchased or acquired this year that's your favorite? Like the favorite thing you've bought in the past mm. month and a half. I think for okay. Val, that answer is easy. For me, it's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, because Gabby loves everything. Like, for exactly. me, I know exactly what I'm, like, collecting and looking for. This year, especially, it's been about, like, design, like, our home and just, like, big things. Mm-hmm. So I can easily say that it's, like, the pinball machine. The pinball machine. Which, um, for those that don't know, you guys have put it in your, your living space and you have as, like, a coffee table or, like, yeah, a little yeah. table. That's, yeah, that's so... Dope. We went to Palmetto Bay. It's like right next to Maxwell Brothers. Wow. Yeah. And uh, this guy was selling this pinball machine like by the entrance. And I was admiring it and all that. But like I knew that those things cost like $4,000. Oh, I was so in the car by now. I, I wasn't even there. Yeah, I wasn't that interested. But he was like, I have one in the back that I turned into a coffee table. And I was like, oh, let me check that out real quick. You know, just to see. Yeah. Whatever. Open to it. No big deal. And um, then, yeah, I called Val over because I was like, this thing is amazing. We need to get it right away. That's awesome. And she was like, and right, it was super it. cheap, actually. It was really cheap, and like the back of it was like falling apart. It's from the, the 70s, it was 1972. 
Okay. And I think it was like stored in like a really like humid place. Mm-hmm. So the back was like completely falling apart. Wow. And I'm very impulsive. <laughs> so I was like, we mm-hmm. need to buy it. And Gabby was like, are you sure? Like we can buy it, but we don't have to take it right now. And I was like, no, we have to take it. <laughs> this is our life every day. Yeah. It was crazy to bring it up. Like we live on a fourth floor and oh the elevator isn't working. Hasn't been working since the beginning of the pandemic. So like wow. imagine. Um, it was and then I crazy. had to like reconstruct the back. That's why it's my favorite too, because like I'm attached to it, you know. Get you. Yeah, we like painted the back part. Well, she painted the back part. Yeah, and, like um, put a little star <laughs> and like on the like back part where the the like scoreboard would go, mm-hmm. there was like a hole. So she like we like cut a piece of wood and then she like painted it and made it yeah. like match the the rest That's of the amazing. pinball. It was machine. fun. It was fun. It's super cool. Yeah, and then we added like an LED strip on the inside so that it could like light up because yeah, it doesn't light up, up anymore. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. But, um, it was a good cool project, honestly. Yeah. Nice. yeah, and everybody thinks we're crazy for it. Yeah. Of course. I mean, we are, you know, <laughs> to a certain. I think it's awesome. Like yeah. we love, we have like life size like Bert and Ernie's. And our, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, they're these just, wood cutouts that we just got. They were like eighty dollars for both of them. We're like, of course. <laughs> they're like maybe like <laughs> my height. They're like taller than us. So, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. But what would mine be? I don't know. No, my it's just crazy. Like definitely one of Gabby's things. Like it's it's the boxes. She loves boxes. Yeah. I think it's like your big yeah, thing. Packaging, love packaging, like little tins. I love little things. Like everything yeah. little. I just love it because like all the detail on the tiny little things is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like they didn't they didn't get lazy and simplify it. They were like, let's go all out on this tiny little two inch yeah. yeah. tin. Like it's incredible. Especially but, from an era that's where design isn't as easily accessible as it is oh, for yeah. us now. So like exactly. to design for those things with the tools they had then makes it a little bit more like impressive. Crazy, like scenario. somebody was there with their little hands and like placing all these. <laughs> I don't know. Or how like they big did hands it. with the, the little, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. big yeah. hands with little things. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I, I think it's amazing. I really admire that. Honestly, but definitely one of my favorite pieces is the photography trophy that we have. It's oh, like yeah. from the '60s. It was like a photography contest, and like it's this guy and like you know the gold trophy and he's like taking a picture with his like big camera bag it's like so cool <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool where's it I from love it. like like what place it's from like, yeah yeah where's like is it is it like a u.s based thing or is yeah it, it's yeah. like from kentucky or something oh, yeah, cool yeah. Something like yeah. That. it was like a military life photography wow. thing. oh really oh, yeah that's cool yeah no idea <laughs> <laughs> nice good news to me cool stuff <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'll give an opportunity for you two to introduce yourselves individually and then I guess as a team. Um, so whichever one of you want to start off first. Oh. You can go first. Go ahead. Okay, well, um, I'm Val. Uh, Valentina is my full name. Um, I'm a graphic designer. Before doing graphic design, I did a little bit of industrial design. Uh, well, not really do it. I mean, I, I have a, an associate in it. Um, and that's kind of like how I got into design. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm Venezuelan. I moved here five years ago, I think. Um, I lived in Argentina for 10. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Disney Channel thing. <laughs> you can edit that in right Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little wand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just thinking about the Lizzie McGuire one where she like, totally terrible. fucks it up. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I'm Gabby. Um, I was raised here in Miami, I guess you can say. I lived here um, from 2009 to 
from pretty much when I was born up until like 11 years old. And then I lived in Nicaragua for like seven years, which was like 12 years old until 18. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like those were just like the most important years in my upbringing for sure. Uh, and then I came back to Miami to do college here. I originally wanted to do, well, first I wanted to do photography because I started doing that when I was like really young. And that kind of led me into the whole like art realm. And then, you know, my parents, just like any Hispanic family, <laughs> did not approve <laughs> of that whole situation. So, you know, I kind of just like leaned into advertising because I was like, okay, that's kind of like half and half like business and, and art. Um, and then I did my first quarter in the Art Institute and I hated it. So yeah, I did like a, I was like in a graphic design course. I don't remember what it was, but like I really liked it. So I just like immediately switched. Like I had no doubts about it. I don't know how. I just decided to do it. And I started doing graphic design ever since then. And um, yeah, graduated in 2017. And um, that's my life. My favorite color is red. <laughs> Same. <laughs> See, like a fish. I just like got lost. Yeah, I just, I just think that for the two of us, we kind of like got derailed from graphic design and ended up being there. I mean, I was told for a long time that I was not good at graphic design and that I was not going to make it and mm -hmm. whatever, that I was terrible at it. And I was like, no, but this is, this is what I want to do. And yeah, I mean, that's how I came over here. We met in college. And yeah, and we're Freaks Design Co. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what we do together. Um, for a while, we were freelancing and we just figured, you know, we were constantly helping each other. We work really well as a team. She has like really amazing like qualities that I don't have. And, you know, I think the opposite way too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we just decided to start it together and kind of like join that, you know, collab. And yeah, we're Freaks Design Co. now. Yeah. And what's... For background, what is kind of a synopsis or a general idea as to what you do as Freaks Design Co? You know, if you have any projects or any specific examples of work that you do that um, could kind of give a better idea as to your work. Do you want to answer that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, um, well, yeah, we mostly like specialize in vintage design, I guess you can say. Like, we do... We do a little bit of everything, but I feel like our passion and like the reason we opened Freaks Design Co. was to be able to do vintage projects because we love doing that. And it's hard like working somewhere full time, like at an agency like where we work now and just like focusing on those kinds of projects is like once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So Freaks Design Co., we really wanted it to be like branded in like who we are together, like to really show like our love for vintage, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and just attract clients that like that same thing, which, you know, nowadays is like overflowing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we definitely like to focus on brand identity projects. Like, for example, the Maxwell Brothers project yeah. that we did recently with Falco. That was like the funnest thing we could have done ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it came out <laughs> he's, great. He's it's like the definitely. best. Yeah. Um, he's like the greatest for a client. I mean... Yeah. I think Absolute like trust. more than anything to just like go from what you were saying is that we started Freaks and we're called Freaks because we like working with like, you know, people that are not, you know, your boxed in, you know, cookie cutter people. And just we like creative people and we like to work with clients that will give us that freedom and mm -hmm. just let us like run with it and have fun and, and just really take. I think when you when you come from that place, you can really get to the root of the brand and just 
really solve a problem from there and not just from a process standpoint but just from like a personal standpoint i think it's it's really what what we like doing yeah right yeah and in terms of the roles that you guys play at the agency how how does that divvy up or how do you you know it's it's mainly two of you I, I'm, and we obviously we've collabed so i'm sure there's yeah. collaborations with other uh partners so like what's that dynamic like um i think it's pretty marked at this point because i i'm more of like the behind the scenes of it gabby is definitely more at the front i do talk to the clients a lot more just because gabby says that she's quiet <laughs> um but yeah and then other than that i i think like gabby will do more of like the strategy and like more of like i think she'll come up with the concept and then i can finish it up and just like kind of like give a meaning to it okay. we like kind of you know always try to put meaning into everything that we do so yeah, I think it's really important from like a more creative approach and more like this is exactly the typography we need to do. These are the colors we need to do. That's right. Like yeah. all that inspiration stuff, and then she's better at like the conceptual things and like logistical things and you know things like that. Yeah, for sure. So we kind right. of complement each other. Yeah, totally. Cool. And so you kind of gave a backstory as to how you each got into design, um, but there's also the element of you. You guys said that you did some time in school to learn it, but there, I'm sure there's a certain level of like self-taught yeah. right so what what's sure. that if you were to split it is it like 50 50 80 20 you know what was that in terms of what you've learned from design uh, individually versus what you learned uh, at a school or through a program oh my god i mean for me it's like 90 10 yeah yeah like school was just like to open up my mind to mm -hmm. like all the things that are possible but like definitely just going out into the workforce and just like doing projects and doing things like that's where I've learned pretty much everything just yep. trial and error yeah totally I mean I think speaking from my experience I think like and just seeing other people that are graduating with us like we all graduated at different levels with the same amount of information and then took it to different places and I think that's what's great about design is that you can always take it to so many different places and and you know like you you're only gonna get the basic information and then it's up to you to just like go out and and seek for the rest you know so i think yeah like 90 10 would be yeah. a good I, totally. I feel the same i mean i didn't study graphic design but i took two courses that were one was computer uh, like photo editing the other one was graphic design and i felt entering that uh that i already knew 80 percent of the material that was yeah. being presented and I mean, I'm sure if I would have taken other courses that there would have been, you know, elements and projects that I would have done that would have opened it up. But I, I do feel like there's not a lot of programs that are equipping designers to walk away with enough knowledge to like go ahead and, you know, start yeah. operating as a freelancer, as a, an in-house designer or anything like that. So yeah. I'm always interested to hear from, you know, different creatives, like what the self-taught versus academic, um, you know, side of it is. Uh, the other part I think is interesting since you have a style that's more leaning on vintage um, how much do you get inspiration from that and how much do you anchor it with more modern trends you know like how do you approach that uh, those two different things you know like things that have been historically sound from a design perspective versus things that are kind of trendy now and we don't really know but they look dope or they look they're kind of in style now how do you view that that spectrum I don't know I mean I feel like we look at something and we just take away like pieces of it yeah. to like create something that's more in tune with like modern things I guess 
like it, it just comes naturally I feel yeah. like we just like the way that this layout is happening here and we just apply it to like new typography and new things like that I mean I feel like it's just yeah it's just natural yeah I mean I kind of don't necessarily like look at it as like a trendy thing or like a vintage thing I think it just it's right you know and when it's right you kind of know and we like to take from everything we have like thousand books that we can look at and then and then we'll go into Behance or we'll we'll go into Pinterest and you know that's kind of like where the magic happens because you're mixing in a vintage book with like a modern thing and just you know that's how it gets mixed in but we're not really like too worried about it I think like it really comes naturally yeah. um, in terms of you were just talking about some sources you go for inspiration um, I think if you talk about what you guys do on the regular as hobby looking going to these antique fairs going to these festivals and, and these shops um, what, what, what are those sources of inspiration for you you know like yeah. um, and, and not just from the that side of it but maybe like individuals that inspire you or designers that inspire you in this field um i mean when it comes to like sourcing inspiration i think that's why gabby is better at like putting together that plan uh because she's a lot more like she she likes to observe and take pictures and just like she'll remember like this particular designer did that that could be a cool reference for this i'm not really good at that Mm -hmm. uh but when it comes to like that i i i'll just like look through like my i have like a bunch of like instagram saves and um, my personal favorite designers, I guess, like I would say, it's I look. We look up to Hoodspot a lot, obviously, from a from a company standpoint, from you know designer standpoint, from every standpoint, honestly. Um, Hannah Powell is is definitely like, you know, our favorite too. We just collab with her. We just collaborated with. Yeah. Shout oh out to my Hannah god. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to HP. Um, yeah, and Day Off. I love Day Off. I look, I look up to them, and you know what's cool about this is that they're not like all vintage. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you look at their work, you know it's it's kind of like mixed too, and and I think that's where it's and, it becomes. And they're current designers too. I mean, we look up to our peers. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People that we can talk to all the time, and sure. I mean, not necessarily hot spa, but <laughs> we just talked to Hannah, which was like really incredible to me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think like a lot of our inspiration is obviously vintage, like just vintage packaging, all the boxes and like little cans and like tubes and all these weird things, like the little tins that I was talking about earlier, like these old, like we have these old, what are they? The pills that came in that like little blue tin. It was like an Alka-Seltzer or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. It was the most amazing design. Like the color blue is like so beautiful and it's like from the fifties. Like those things lasted so long and because somebody like picked it up and thought it was really nice and kept it all these years. Yeah. Like it's just incredible how that design just transcends to like current times. And we have like a book for everything. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Also this designer, Joshua Minich. Yeah. does a lot of like really incredible vintage things. And he, he's the one that created the book, right? That yeah. That has like, yeah. Yeah. He like photographed a bunch of like his own collection of like vintage things and he put it all into a book so that you can like nice. reference all the time. It's like, the he nice. was definitely the inspiration behind it. We started Freaks Archive, um, which yeah. is yeah. managed by Gabby. Up. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a really cool documentation of what you guys have collected. And um, I think, yeah, talk more about that guy. I think that that's an interesting little project that is just an extension of what you do and it but it still fits so well with your brand and it fits well with um the entire kind of route that you guys have taken yeah yeah um, so we started freaks archive 
how long ago did we start? Not that long ago. Not long ago. It was definitely a quarantine project. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gabby was like, I really want to put these somewhere. Should I put them on my personal Instagram? And I was like, well, why don't we just like start Freaks Archive? It could be like handled by you. And Yeah, I was like, no one's going to care about that. And I was like, well, it'll look really nice to just have a feed where it's just like all these vintage things that we have. And it's yeah. like our house just like dissected into like this little Instagram. It's like, looks so nice. And yeah, I mean, we've been photographing everything and scanning it and like putting it on these white backgrounds so it all like looks nice because we mm-hmm. have to design it, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's tons of things that I still need to photograph and scan and just it, it takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think we have it as like a visual archive for, for ourselves. And like, I don't think we ever came from the perspective of like, are people going to like this or not? Like, we just like put it out there for anyone to enjoy and. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's always, like, heartwarming when someone's like, oh, my God, I love this and whatever. And, like, I just want to go to your place and see everything. It's like a museum. But, you know, other than that, we just love looking at it. And just it's a way of organizing everything, too. Yeah, yeah I think that's it's almost like the modern day version of pulling out a photo album to reminisce on yeah. things that you've collected or taken photos of. And it's funny because, like, my mother came to me yesterday with a, a bunch of, like, vintage uh, Japanese uh, woodblock prints that she had yes. bought years ago so like, oh, and then also like brought out old photo album of, of you know photos and I just thought like that is a uh, something that is almost look, looks antiquated now in the sense of like that whole bringing out of the physical thing and but it's still part of you know human nature to want a physical um, you know thing to hold on to and to look at but I I do find myself at times looking back through my feed or looking back through things that I've posted and kind of like wow, that happened, or wow, this is some, it's like that modern version of it, and I think that the archive is an interesting way that, like, as time passes, you're going to keep looking back, like, oh, wow, we bought that, or wow. Yeah, yeah, totally, because as we keep adding more things to our collection, they have to go more into boxes, Yeah, I can't display it all, so, you know, it's cool to just, like, swipe through that. It's a very little apartment. (laughs) It's it's your virtual museum for now, and then maybe you'll have a real museum. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, everyone freaks out. Everyone's like, where are you going to put that? And we're like, we don't know. comment whenever I, (laughs) whenever I put up, everything we bought. Yeah, the other day we found these, like, NASA chairs from, like, a tour bus from the 70s. And we were like super close from. They were like four hundred dollars. I'm still thinking about them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like everyone who walks into our place is like, "Wow, this is a museum." Yeah, like, everyone has that comment, and it's yeah. hilarious. And people have like asked us to like use our our props, and you know, like for photography. That's so cool. we might have so, to start some, you know, freaks business there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Props rental. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of talking about the inspiration that you've you know, acquired, seek out and kind of like build, you know, your environment in, what do you consider to be your most creative environment or when do you feel most creative? Um, I mean, definitely the environment would be the apartment. I think like to me, it's very important to be surrounded with like stimulating things all the time. And, you know, what I like about the apartment is that we have like areas for everything. Um, so, you know, like there's different moves, moods in the in the apartment. So that's I think that's where I get most of my inspiration from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I totally agree. Our apartment is just like a spitting image of like our souls. Yeah. yeah. Like I just love looking at everything on our walls and just admiring it all the time. Like sometimes you just get used to looking at your place for so long and like you don't appreciate it that much. But like every now and then I'll just like think about it from an outsider perspective and be like, holy shit, like this stuff yeah, is so cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I think for me, 
it, it's more of like I haven't arranged my space to, to be like that kind of inspiring thing that I keep building around. So for me, I like switching environments, mm. you know, I like going outside. I like before the pandemic, I would go to a lot of different coffee shops and work from there for a bit and just kind of stimulate myself by like changing environments. Mm, for and, sure. But I do, I, I think this is like a thing that kind of shifted during the pandemic is like, if we're going to have to spend more time at home or that's kind of like a thing that you have to spend time in your own space you know, why not surround yourself with those things that are going to inspire you as opposed to like waiting or depending on having to be able to access these other things. So I think it's really cool you guys have done that. Um, I think part of creativity, there's this dichotomy of being stressed and having stress and a deadline inspire you or push you to finish something and be creative. And there's also like the, the need to relax and step away. So how do you, I guess nobody knows how they get stressed or like they don't <laughs> seek out stress but how do you what, what for you is like the most relaxing the, the way that you relax best well <laughs> that's Go a ahead. great question that's a you question um i think to me it's like so important gabby is like one of those people that are like constantly thinking about design and just like living breathing it mm-hmm. and i need my times off um i think that's like super important for my process and you know like it's crazy, but I love being home, you know, like I don't want to leave home. Um, but I'll just like watch a TV show. I think that's like the best thing for me and true crime. True crime. I'm like a, <laughs> such a true crime, you know, fan. And I think that's that's like recharging for me, honestly. Like it's just Which great. is insane because it's so yeah, anxiety. Yeah. It says a lot. It says a lot about the shows. <laughs> it is, it is. I'm not gonna You're lie. like, well at least I'm not in that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, Could be me, but it's not. And she's like, wow, I'm relaxed. <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> Time to go to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't for, know. For me, it's like going outside. Like, I, I yeah. love being outside, going on walks, like, especially during the sunset. The light is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I love taking pictures, too. I do, like, a lot of photography. So I love just, like, going on walks with our dog, Stevie. Shout out to Stevie. Stevie Licks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just like, especially because we live in Miami Beach, it's so interesting. Every little corner is so interesting. The way that the light hits everything is just amazing. And but yeah, I'm thinking about design during that entire walk. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, oh my god, look at this type, and she'll take a picture. Exactly. Of it, which you know happens when you're outside, but yeah. you know it's like she's never recharging really. She's just like constantly going. Yeah, I just I love it so much. It's I really admire that honestly. Like <laughs> I wish. It's good if it drives you and that's what stimulates your mind and it's like it's inescapable essentially yeah exactly. it's, part, yeah. it's part of your your being exactly. uh, yeah for me it was a lot of like i i picked up habits that i had done very sparingly like meditation and walks and reading and i just obviously with the pandemic had more time to do those things yeah. or i made it an effort to do it so i think that that's something that i've i've built as part of my repertoire and i feel like it has been good but also, I noticed that there's times where instead of going on a walk and listening to a podcast, maybe I should just go for the walk and not listen to anything, right. like just take in the environment. So there's still that, I guess, that part where you feel like you still should be doing something. I should be listening to a podcast so I can learn more <laughs> about yeah. this subject or that. So that's that's me finding the boundaries and finding where. But, but overall, the practice of like meditation, walking, and um, and reading has like definitely been that sweet spot i think it's just a matter of like finding what's yeah. a good mix of it um it's one thing that i think is interesting about creativity in general 
is this concept of imposter syndrome that a lot of creatives and really it's outside of the creative world too experience has have, do you have any experiences in recent years that you felt imposter syndrome and if so like how did you tackle it every single day is the <laughs> short answer um i don't think i have a way to tackle it thankfully i have gabby next to me that she'll you know tell me you're good you know it's you're doing good and whatever and i really need her opinion sometimes or all the times really mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i think like i always had that it's not something that's easy and i think like it's super common in designers to have it like even when we talk to hannah like she she's doing so well and she had it like you know she just felt like she was like a big fan of our work and we were like are you do you know who you're talking to like look at you know so it's it's just totally it's definitely grounding to like speak to someone and just the you know notice that they have like the same thing you know so it's it's i try to think about that too yeah yeah i mean for me it happens a little less i i feel like like our work the past year i think at the workshop like has really just defined like my skills as a designer and I've been able to be more confident in it just because I look back and I see all these things that we've done in our portfolio that are just like how did I even come up with that you know Mm -hmm. and I don't know I mean it happens every now and then or like it happens just a little bit like here and there but I don't know it's just hard to get back to bring yourself back into the mindset of like this is who you are i mean it's hard to like think about who you are as a person you're yeah. just totally like, doing things but you don't realize like what's going on yeah yeah i think it's always important to have that person to like ground you and tell you like yeah how good you're absolutely. doing and like how good what you did was and because it's it's really hard for you to like put yourself in in, in a different perspective especially when you've been looking at the same project for like mm-hmm. probably months at a time you know it's like i hate this already yeah uh, and that's exactly it's how it's so helpful to like have this two-person duo yeah, for design sure. team. It's just so helpful for us. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, I guess the way that I f- frame it in my mind is that whenever I find myself running into like the imposter syndrome, it, I have to remind myself that like everything that we live it was created in terms of our world and our society. It was created by humans that were figuring it out and they are figuring it out as they go. Like yeah. we are figuring it out as we go now because there's always new things happening new developments. So it's like at no point was there this standard that you should be doing this and it is you know definitive that you, you should be this person and play this role. And so I think that that kind of makes it more calming and say like, oh, we're all just figuring it out. Yeah. So we will figure it out. And sometimes it takes a lot more time or sometimes it comes quickly. But I think that as long as you ground yourself in knowing that it's not like everyone else has it figured out and you're the yeah. only one that's having this syndrome yeah um i think that that makes it a little bit more comforting to i think like i mean i constantly have that thought i think einstein had it right like yeah it's like you know it's like you're einstein hello so (laughs) you know if he had it einstein (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh my god so yeah so and then to kind of touch upon another element of, of creativity it's i always ask everyone to give their own definition of creativity so I don't know if you have any stabs at it or any definitions that you prescribe to. I think the root of creativity is being true to who you are. Um, I think that's when the best things happen. Not when you're trying to be something or follow someone's steps. I don't think in design there's a pattern that you need to follow. I think it just 
it goes back to who you are and what you want to do. So I think that's like, to me, creativity, just being yourself. Really. Yeah. I mean, I think cre- creativity is passion. Like, yeah, just for sure. Just simply, that's where it comes from. That's what makes life so beautiful is that like somebody made this and they made it out of passion. Mm-hmm. Yep. most of the times <laughs> <laughs> but you can tell you know like a yeah. lot of the times you can tell if there was passion that went into that particular thing or not and that's when you know what I mean by you know it's the most important thing you know to have passion to be yourself yeah, it's too. like good design versus bad design yeah. like you can tell when there was passion or not yeah for sure yeah like the thoughtfulness or the character in it that that person brought because of their perspective and their you know that moment in time that they kind of like sat down and created that so i think yeah, it's exactly. super interesting um you, the next phase that i like talking about are like lessons and insights that you've learned over the years and i think the obvious one we have to go to is this past year you know like i think it's changed so much mm-hmm. in terms of behaviors and having to adapt so how has the pandemic shifted your your the way that you operate and then like what lessons have you kind of taken away in this brief time because we still need time to like process what's happening because it's not like it's over so i think that that's an interesting you know perspective that i ask everyone because you know everyone has their own experience in the pandemic so what's what's been that takeaway or that that big lesson that you've i think to me is that nothing is forever everything's constantly changing and either you change with it or you just stay behind right and so I tend to focus a lot on something and just trying to get that right and perfect when it's not really that because it's probably going to change no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been really like a, a, a lesson for me, just trying to go with the flow and just kind of like try to change things and just, you know, not be so like boxed into like one particular idea, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Big. I mean, I think that's been everybody's lesson. Like nothing is permanent. I mean, nobody, nobody was yeah. expecting yeah. to yeah. go into quarantine for a year. I mean, it's just been insane. Yeah. I would never in a million years imagine that we would be in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah like, I, remember I didn't we... even know what that meant a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> we were buying like um, puzzles and we... why, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like if we were, the lights were going to go out or something. Yeah, it's like, like we're going to no. be so bored. <laughs> yeah, but, I think yeah. in Miami, a lot of like uh, my native Miamians probably thought, like, it's like a, a hurricane for like two months right. or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> gonna go away and then it will be good yeah exactly. and then we're like oh well, this is different so now miami is changing and every city is changing but i think that there's always some takeaway that um we might not be able to see right now but i i always have more optimism in, in the long run yeah for <laughs> so sure. i think that there's definitely some interesting uh you know experiences that we can walk away from um i think another layer when it comes to, like the lessons learned is if you were to give yourself you know, five years ago, any advice, what would that be? Um, or, or you can flip it and say an aspiring designer. What what would you tell them as they're entering the space, whether they're becoming a freelancer or going to be, you know, an in-house designer somewhere? I mean, I, I don't want to sound repetitive, but it would definitely just be like, don't try to be like someone else, you know? I think for a long time, I even, you know, like when I when I was in my portfolio class, like I had to do 10 projects and I ended up like scrapping all of the 10 projects because they weren't really true to myself. And a person told me like if I like he reviewed my work and then he left and he was like, when I leave this room, like I'm not going to remember your work. And this is why, because you don't you didn't put passion into it. You just did it because you wanted to try to and make it right, you know, mm-hmm. so. 
I scrapped everything, I started again, and, you know, that ended up, you know, being great, you know, for me. So I think, like, it would definitely be, like, don't try to be someone else and just do what comes from your imagination because it can definitely be done no matter what, I think. Yeah. Just, like, going off of that, too, it's just, like, do things that you love. I mean, even if you don't have a client that particularly wants something that you want to be doing, just do it anyway. Do it as a passion project. Just, like keep practicing like put things that you like put things out there that you want the kind of project to be Mm -hmm. and just you know it'll come to you eventually just keep putting things out that you love and and just keep practicing just keep practicing yeah Yeah, for sure like there's no other way to put it besides keep working and just like believe right like i don't know just because like it's easy to get you know um, just thrown thrown off by like everything and just like you just have to believe in like what you're doing in yourself and what your passion is and mm-hmm. just keep going exactly, you know yeah. the just confidence will come from like continuing to design yeah, totally yeah I agree with that I think that sticking to it and, and, and kind of having that compounded effect of learning each time and hitting a brick wall if you have to I, I think it's important for aspiring designers too to have that self-awareness of like when you encountered the situation that someone told you you're not a good designer or you're you know they didn't like your design so what if someone takes that and says all right well i'm completely changing my career now and not following that path when it could very well become a career that they love and they're good at so i think that having that long-term mentality is big and having to stick through the reality that you are probably going to put out a lot of shitty designs and a lot of things that you look back at and say, wow, I thought that was great and it's not so great. Or eventually you get to a point where you're like, oh, wow, I did something that has, with time, I like. And that that's when you, I guess, find that sweet spot, but you have to put in the work and the time to get there. So. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. Um, are there any mentors or individuals in the space that you've interacted that have kind of influenced your, uh, your path in, in design? I mean, when I was little, and this is why I love art in general, and why I think I ended up in design too, it's uh, the architect of our house in Venezuela was, um, you know, a family friend at the time, and he would come and see the house every now and then, because he loved it, and, um, you know, I was a very hyper kid, and he would just like sit with me and like he would just like draw like little like squiggles on on the on the paper and just I would come up with like a drawing out of it and he would say you know she's gonna be an artist Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like for the longest time I thought I was gonna be a doctor (laughs) and uh, I was like no I don't want to be an artist like this is fun but I don't want to be doing this and I ended up doing that you know and I think it's because because someone you know that was like an architect believed in me and told me like you're good at this you can keep going you know so I think like that was one of my like early mentors Mm -hmm. I don't know about you know current things I think like it's also the format where you're like learning everything it's like more like online so I feel like I don't really like have a particular person but I'm always like constantly like trying to learn from different people yeah definitely I mean just following a million agencies and designers and artists on Instagram just constantly inspires me like, even if they're not designers and it's just photography or something, I mean, just constantly inspired by everything. Yeah. And also going off of that, I think my mom was, like, a big influence on me, too. My mom was an architect, um, 
but she she was practicing like before I was born and she became a full-time mom but mm -hmm. she uh, I remember being little and she was she did a lot of drawings and a lot of like watercolor paintings like she had a little she had like a like a drafting table and one time she made us this giant like 24 by 36 like pokemon watercolor <laughs> thing <laughs> that's just yeah. amazing my little brother still has it in his room and i really need to get it back but um <laughs> it's like the most amazing thing ever and i think like somehow it just like creativity just stemmed from seeing her doing that kind of thing i mean she would even just take classes at mdc just for fun just to like you know keep practicing and keep painting and doing things like that so I feel like that's, you know, that was a big inspiration for me, too. I mean, my mom's going to kill me, so my mom was my mentor. Thank you. <laughs> Throw it in there. Just edit, edit the other one out. And yeah, just, just uh, my, my mom. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, in terms of, you know, today where you're at, are there any new projects that you're excited about, you know, entering this year or that you're working on right now? Um, I mean, my big passion project is the Polar Boys. I'm, like, super passionate about it, and I'm super excited because they always, like, let me do what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, my my big project that I'm excited about, I think. But tell us, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, um, I, I, no, I, I think we're constantly, Leak like, <laughs> we're constantly branding and, like, doing some work for, for that and their new, like, releases and... And it's just super excited and like it's super like you have to always like be thinking outside the box because like there's like video components there's uh instagram social media things that i'm not like really used to doing so it's always like learning um i'm gonna be animating something soon and i've never animated anything so it's, it's gonna be really cool yeah it's just like a constant challenge of like figuring out every single aspect of it because our sources are limited our yeah. sources are us <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> How would you describe the Polar Boys for anyone that hasn't heard them? The Polar Boys are a really mix of like, it's it's an eclectic mix, I would say, um, especially with their upcoming things. Um, I don't think that they follow a mold, and this is why I think I'm so drawn to them, is because we're kind of like the same. We're not, we're trying to do something new, and we're not really looking at at other people and trying to follow someone's steps we're just trying to like make our own mold for things um so yeah i mean they do music they they've been doing indie for the most part and this new thing is a, a little bit more mature and just really cool so i mean not to plug them but like yeah listen to them yeah. <laughs> at the polar <laughs> <laughs> um and i think for me the project that i'm most passionate about is like freaks archive that's yeah for it sure. keeps me going it keeps me like super busy all the time just like finding new things that I didn't even realize I had and yeah. scanning them and putting them up and everything it's like so much fun for me I think it's like a really cool project I think both of those I mean they're, they're great um, and kind of like are, are there any other interesting let's not say projects but things that you're reading or watching that um, have kind of like captivated you recently does it, it true crime does that count or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, oh my god um we did just watch pretend it's a city have you heard of it i've heard of it but i haven't, I haven't watched it. so um it's fran lebowitz and uh and martin what's the oh, yeah. scorsese yeah so <laughs> yeah it's uh it's really funny and it's about new york which you know it's like my favorite city in the world and i think like it's really it's cool because it kind of like 
you you put yourself in someone else's mind and it's like a crazy mind and it's really cool because to me it makes me feel like you know there's like kooky people out there you know it's like it's it's i just think it's cool it's a cool like perspective on things so i think that's like definitely a cool inspiration source that's not like design Stuff we've seen lately. I feel like we jump from show to show just oh like all God, the time. Yeah. And yeah. I don't read because I don't have that attention. So. I love reading. I do love reading. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we do watch a lot. Like the, what's the design one? Well, it's not really design. It's like art. Abstract. Abstract. Yeah, we do watch a lot of yeah. that, and it's cool because you know they also have like similar things that you know problems that we've talked about before and. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see someone that actually made it, you know, and they've been through yeah. the same thing. So, you know, that's kind of like what keeps us, it keeps us going, too. Yeah, and seeing, like, other people's process, too, is so interesting. Super cool. No, so there's different. no, like, there's no, like, schematic that you there's have to no follow pattern, or anything. Yeah. It's just, you know, everybody figures it out on their own, and they have these, like, crazy paths that they take. That's yeah. super interesting to, like, see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think we have access to so much content and people showing like behind the scenes of how they work and that the whole process side of it that really was so difficult i mean how else would you be able to see how artists and designers and creatives work back i don't know let's say 40 years ago if if you didn't have like access to archives or some sort of like film studio where they've archived all this stuff and you can rent it from a library or something so i think it's really interesting how we just have this explosion of information that we can access Oh, and the Disney Imagineering Oh, yeah, we just watched that. We that yeah. Oh, my God, amazing. that was incredible. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's amazing to see the process, like you say. And, and yeah, I mean, you're not necessarily going to follow that, but, you know, it's, like, so inspiring to see and to just, like, you know, see what these people do and how they made it. And, yep. and just kind of, like, it, it gives yourself, like, if you look at it the right way, like, it gives you a little bit of, of a boost of confidence, too. Like, you just, you can do it, you know. You can also accomplish those things yeah i i I would say that disney is if not the top one of the top storytellers in the world incredible it's unbelievable i I got into the since they purchased marvel so it's now under you know i I watch i've been watching wandavision uh so i've been trying to like understand the marvel universe and see like all these different Mm. you know shows and films that are kind of like filling in the gaps Mm -hmm. and it's always interesting like trying to connect the dots there and then I binged The Mandalorian not that long ago, too. <laughs> oh, my God, I saw yeah, it, too. It was, it was really amazing. interesting. Yeah. I have so. not finished Star Wars yet. So yeah. Did you see that they got rid of the actress? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen Yeah, that's now. tough. Um, <laughs> She's, like, one of the main characters. Yeah, I know, especially leading into, like, yeah. It's they always figure it out. It's Disney. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Disney, they're gonna CGI. CGI out. Hundred percent. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> like we can't be actors, but we'll pay for the rights to use your CGI image and like. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. But yeah, I mean that pretty much wraps up what I wanted to talk about. I don't know if there's any topics that you guys had in the top of your mind or have been itching you lately <laughs> to, uh, to cover before we wrap it up. I want to say that I miss concerts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's music. definitely a source of inspiration. Yeah, music, yeah. Is music is like a is... huge thing for us, especially going to concerts and music festivals and things like that. That was like part of our daily Jeez, life. Yeah. And now it's gone. Yeah. But I, I think I'd like to think that it ended in like a high note, right? Like we met Arctic Monkeys, right? Nice. That's true. Yeah. Well, it was we, not such a high note, but it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Don't yeah. Your idols. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's definitely a big source of inspiration for us too. Um, 
but yeah just inspiration doesn't come from like just design it comes from everywhere and mm-hmm. i love being in this world i love being a designer i love looking at other designers and just talking to them if possible and just learning as much as i can and i don't think we're ever going to stop learning and that's what makes a good designer you know like just always constantly trying to be better you know? yeah you have to constantly adapt i mean that's part of our profession for sure yeah like imagine all the people like when i worked at telemundo like two years ago I worked with people who were like 40 plus, you know, and mm-hmm. like when they started and they were interns at the same company, <laughs> they were like, they had one computer and they were just like cutting and pasting things together to make posters. That's and wild. it's like now wow. they're doing the same things that we're doing to make things. And it's yeah. like crazy. Yeah, it is pretty well. The access to tools that we've got. At, I mean, I I feel like we're just we're close to something that we have no idea that's going to hit us yeah. from a, you know, from technology standpoint, that's going to change it again. Like I'm seeing the whole like AR thing is still hasn't picked up, but there is elements to it that you start seeing how to integrate the things that you design, you know, for a mobile interface to start to work in, in like a whole 3D realm. Yeah, and that's that's what I was going to Didn't we just look at saw that? your story? Yeah, I know. I oh, just saw you got it from that That's Adobe yeah. Euro. And, and I was like, I've, I've been, you know, I downloaded it a while back, but I didn't really mess around with it. Now that I saw someone apply it, I'm like, okay, cool. This is interesting. Like now it gives me an idea of like how I can go and mess around with it and, and experiment with it. So those things always keep me like really fascinated with with where this can go totally um and at the same time it also like can take you so many different ways you're like all right so do i have to pick up animation and 3d modeling (laughs) and and this or do i drop the other (laughs) stuff like that's where that's the the tough part like what do you leave behind and what do you take with you kind of when you're navigating this see I'm, I'm not there yet i just want indesign to have like animation that's, that's what i was gonna <laughs> say come on come on guys like if you're listening gif in there i like, feel like they just treat it like you know a stepchild like in yeah, design. like they yeah. don't really they don't really update it the way that Why? they do for like photoshop and illustrator and like all these other so ones. sad i love indesign <laughs> i'm excited about this like new thing um standards have you heard of it no so it's like I don't really know like the origin of it. I think it's actually origin. It's a it's an agency in New York, I think, right? No, isn't it called Order? 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 Maybe? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but they created this this platform called Standards and basically you're just going to be able to like animate your brand standards and just like make them super cool and like if you click on something you're you're going to be able to like download the SVG and it's wow. just like such like an interaction it's like a website for your brand standards. Exactly. And I think like so that's it, definitely kind of like a design system that's lives online that you can kind of exactly access exactly that's that's has, what like, i think the so. hex codes of like all the brand colors so if you click it it like copies it that's exactly yeah. it's it's amazing i think like that's where we're moving it's like everything's Agreed, gonna yeah, be interactive i feel like that's that's a big point like right now we're in the middle of doing the the, the redesign for the rebrand for for diced and mm-hmm. that to me i'm like now i'm talk, looking at the the point where all right let's say once they approve the handoff and and the point where the client can take these things that you've built and use it and, and do it in a way that isn't, you know, hitting you up and, hey, where's this at and where's that mm-hmm. at and, and how to access and use the, the brand elements that you spend time on. So I think that it's going to be a super useful tool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I for feel sure. like that is like the hardest part. It's like when you finish the brand the identity, handoff, yeah. everything you made is like incredible. And then when you hand it off to the client, it's like, how do you make sure that it stays <laughs> that it's stay stay yeah. yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I always by resources and stuff. I think that, that that's the challenge, and I feel like it's like birthing a child in a way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like whatever you know. Yeah. Hopefully, it, it gets 
it grows up to be what you want it to be, but yeah. it might, you know, look... It might die at two years old. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> exactly, yeah. I think that sometimes they're just, they're just clients that don't know how to use the things that you've created, so we just got to yeah. get better at, like, helping them use it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's always a challenge. Cool. So is, is there anywhere that people can follow you or anywhere that, you know, they, they can get in contact with you? Yeah, um, our Instagram is Freaks Design Co. Uh, our archive is Freaks Archive. And... Yeah, our personals don't really matter. We yeah, don't. they're yeah, <laughs> they're there. <laughs> I mean, I do uh, upload illustration. That's now true. You do yeah, illustrations. I do my illustrations. They're my little nice. passion projects. So yeah. Really and what's cool. your handle? Well, you can get there. It's vparty.co, but you can also get there through Freaks Design Co. So okay, yeah. So you can find you on Freaks Design Co. on Instagram. Um, you're mostly on Instagram, you said, right? You're yeah. On Twitter, yeah. but not really. Not really. Yeah. So not yeah, follow really. them on Instagram. <laughs> And I don't know if you have any parting words, but thank you guys for, for coming. I, I mean, thank you time. for having us. Like, yeah. it's, it's been an honor. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm thank gonna you. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to watch this because I don't want to hear my voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Just, you know, we're just going to throw it into cyberspace and it's let it happen. Good. As long as other people, at least one other person that gets inspired and, and kind of Hopefully, like, yeah. you know, understands where you're coming from. We have fans, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my mom, <laughs> my, my mentor, my mom. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank you for having us. It's it's great. It was no great. Love having you. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. <laughs>